This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM, thanks to New Zealand On Air. I'm Pastor Dan Yazel, welcoming you to Grace Notes, an outreach of North Taranaki Methodist Parish. I invite you to sit back and relax, grab a cuppa, and listen. May God surprise us and bless us in this moment. Hello and welcome to Grace Notes. Thank you for tuning in. We begin Holy Week. It's Palm Sunday, and today we'll hear from Luke's Gospel of Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. first reading today comes from Psalm 118. I'll be reading verses 1 to 2 and then 19 to 29. Let's listen, you and I. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, his steadfast love endures forever. Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice 
and be glad in it. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God, and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will give thanks to you. You are my God. I will extol you. O give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever.
And our New Testament lesson comes from Luke's Gospel. I'll be reading from the 19th chapter, verses 28 through 42. Let's listen, you and I, for this good news. After he had said this, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany, and the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the ground. As now he was approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order them, your disciples, to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. As he came near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, If you, even you, had only recognized on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Here ends our reading. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me, please? God of calling and comfort, God of grace, and God of mercy, humbly we come before your words now. As the story reaches to us again, help us to open our hearts and our ears, open our minds and stretch our imagination that we might see and hear and believe the good news of your love for all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, there's a story told of a young girl who was sick, and she had to stay home from church one Sunday morning. Now, this little girl very much enjoyed going to church. It was something she did regularly, and this day it happened to be Palm Sunday. Now, when the rest of the family arrived home, carrying their palm branches, she was curious, and she asked what they were. Her mother explained that people held them over Jesus' head as he walked by. The little girl suddenly fumed, and she threw her hands up in the air, and she exclaimed, Wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? The one Sunday... 
that I don't go to church. And he shows up. It is amazing, this scene of Jesus showing up, arriving at the gates of Jerusalem. And he knows he is walking toward his death. He has already explained that it cannot be that a prophet should perish outside of Jerusalem, so he must go in. He knew his death was waiting in front of him. He knew that this would be his last trip anywhere. This would be his last Passover with his friends. He knew that it was the cross that was before him. He knows all of this, and yet for a moment, He finds himself in the middle of a celebration as the travelers catch the first glimpse of the city. Suddenly, everyone in this moment, everyone around him, wants to honor Jesus as king. Now, Luke presents this scene differently than the other gospel writers. As he tells it, this first Palm Sunday, is less crowded, and it's more subdued than Matthew's, Mark's, or John's account. Luke doesn't even mention palms being used or hosannas being shouted. Palms are part of a military hero's welcome, and that isn't what Luke is stressing. The donkey, the coats on the road, these are symbols of a king arriving. And in other accounts of those who were gathered shouting, save us to Jesus, those are the ones who will be shouting, crucify him, not too many days ahead. Not so in Luke. When things change, they don't shout crucify, they just run away. These are his disciples. Right then, right now, they're excited that the long-awaited king, the promised one from God, has arrived at last. And no one seems to remember Jesus' earlier words about being betrayed, condemned, and handed over. No one's ears echo with his reminder that the Son of Man will be mocked, spit upon, flogged, and killed. He has set his face upon Jerusalem, knowing that this ultimate rejection awaits. He tells his disciples all of this, and he calls them to follow. I must go to Jerusalem. Follow me. They do, with all their mixed understanding of what Jesus has done and what he has been teaching over the years. They do follow, and as they approach the city, a real sense of excitement breaks out. As Luke tells it, These shouting people, they're the faithful. They're not just people joining into a crowd swept up into the moment. These are the dedicated crew, the ones who've been there the whole time, now thinking that after all of the effort, after all of their sacrifices, everything that they had given up to follow Jesus, now it was going to pay off. It was finally going to be worth it. They were going to be there when the Messiah walked in. They were going to be there when the world changed. Jesus must have had quite a mixture of emotions. People excited, shouting, 
celebrating, believing that they were seeing the one who would change everything. And part of their joy is right. They've got a handle on part of the truth happening in that moment. Jesus knows that they don't fully get it, but now he doesn't try to silence them or correct them. When people shout, he's the Messiah, he doesn't say, keep it a secret, like he did before. When the Pharisees come to him, objecting that these folks shouldn't get so excited, that this isn't appropriate behavior, you know, they say, he says, you know, dig a ditch, fill it with water and get over it, build a bridge and get over it. You know, if these people were silent, then the stones themselves would shout out. Even though they didn't get it, they got something of what was happening. They thought they were in the presence of the Messiah, and they were. They thought they were catching a glimpse of God's saving action, and they were. They thought their lives were going to suddenly be very different, and they were right. This was their moment. They were doing all of this to make Jesus feel special and important. And being human, that must have made a difference to him. To be in the middle of this, this grand celebration, it was supposed to be a moment for him. But Jesus lets it be a moment for them, for those who so desperately wanted God's love to be real and before their very eyes, he was real and right before their eyes. But what they were looking for, hoping for, was not to be. They had frail understandings and immature expectations of how this Messiah would bring God's peace. They were there, happy to be part of this parade, no matter what the size. This was the grandest entrance Jesus ever made. People were starstruck. And maybe we can understand the desire to be close to someone famous and, and powerful with a celebration still in full swing. Jesus looks up to the city before him and he weeps. Would that even today you knew the things that make for peace. The citizens and even the disciples, they're blind to their need for repentance, for changing of the ways, forgiveness of sin. They're blind to the fact that Jesus had visited the city to show them the way of peace. They're blind in their rejection. So Jesus weeps. He might be thinking, it's not going to go how the way you want it to go. God doesn't act in the ways that you think. The childish things that you hope for, that's not the way it's going to be. Jesus doesn't enter the city to rally the people or to challenge the authorities or to cut a deal with those who are in power. Jesus' heart is full of love. He cares deeply and profoundly for these people and for the city. He's coming face to face with what will be. And he begins to grieve for his vision 
of what could have been. If only the people responded differently. For years, his hopes had been high. And now, painfully, he has to let go of that hope. In its place, a mixture of sorrow and frustration and anger that things might have been different. He didn't want things to go the way they were just about to go. He has to accept the loss and still carry on through the days ahead. It's worth noting that Jesus doesn't just cry, but he weeps. He sobs from the depth of his soul. This celebration, these tears, would mark the beginning of his last week on earth. It is a time of open emotion and passion. In his last days, he would overturn the tables in the temple. He would teach. He's going to heal. He'll share one last meal with his disciples. And right now he sees the city and he weeps. They didn't get it. They sang the songs of peace and freedom. But peace and freedom will not come in the way that they expect. Rather than coming with force or violent overthrowing of the way things are, God's way comes through letting the voices of fear and oppression roar. Let them do their worst and then be no more. Jesus lets the waves of hatred surround him, seemingly overwhelming him. But they too will finish and be followed by calm, freedom, peace will come. Not the way the disciples thought, not the way they hoped, not in the way that we expect either. Hope for the future is not getting three wishes or living long lives. We will not be saved from the forces and the voices of oppression by somehow miraculously being lifted up and out of them. Salvation comes, wholeness is from walking through them, knowing that our Savior has already been that way, walked that road, and accompanies us always. Jesus' final entrance was the beginning of God's new way. Their hopes were being transformed, and it would not make sense until they encountered the risen Lord and they were called to follow once again. It would be after Jesus' death and resurrection that they could begin to see how he had changed things. Jesus was rejected, and yet he offered no resentment. He endured suffering and bitter hatred without becoming bitter. He faced his own death without the fear that his life was somehow meaningless. Jesus shows us how to live by the grace of God. Through him, our hope is made new. Hope for ourselves, for the well-being of the world. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He comes to show us the way and to bring us peace. Thanks be to God. Amen.
So that's all for today. I hope you've caught a glimpse of grace through this time. You're invited to join us for worship and fellowship Sundays at 10 a.m. at New Plymouth Methodist Church, the corner of Weardit and Powderham Street. Until next week, God's grace and peace be with you. This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com.